All right, we're back. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of Tease Takes. Uh, I just checked my email, and I still have zero emails from you motherfuckers. T-E-A-S-T-A-K-E-S at gmail.com. Feel free, send a message, whatever you want to say, tell me to fuck off, etc., etc. And uh, thank you for listening. So the last podcast was very negative, and uh, I was pretty bitter about things. This time I'm going to try and be a little bit more positive, a little bit more upbeat, and uh, let you guys know how things are going. And uh, let's get right into it. So here goes another 20-something with a fucking opinion. Episode 2. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm diabetic, which isn't typically how I introduce myself, but there is a reason for it. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about how I was diagnosed with diabetes, what happened, what led up to it, and uh, basically it's a great story of me almost dying in the church. After second year of university, I decided that I was going to go to Italy for a bit, um, visit cousins, visit family, and just take some time to uh, be on vacation, and I decided I was going to go for about two months. When I left for Italy, I was, I don't know, for all intents and purposes, a perfectly healthy 19 year old kid and I weighed about 150 pounds that is relevant to the story you'll figure out later so I went to Italy for about two months I was going to spend about a month with family and a month the first month backpacking through all of Italy I started in Rome went to Milan uh, Florence and a few other cities I don't really remember right now and this isn't really relevant but basically when I was in Florence I decided I was going to go to a church They have the Duomo there, it's all historic and shit. You know, me, super religious, uh, decided to go to a church where I didn't understand anything that they were saying because it seemed like a great idea. But, you know, I was in Italy, you have to go to a church at least once. And I went to the Vatican, but I didn't go to a Mass. So this one, I decided I was going to go to a Mass. But a little bit of backstory. Before I got to Florence, I was, you know, all over Italy. And I was losing weight like crazy. And I assumed it was because of all the walking around that I was doing. But also, I'm eating fucking Italian food every day. Carbs, 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 carbs. And still, I'm dropping weight like a fucking madman. Like, I was all the way down to probably about 130 pounds. Like, I dropped 20 pounds in the span of two weeks. You know, it was uh, every high school girl's dream. But, on the downside... I was also peeing like I had the fucking worst UTI imaginable, really. So, I'm peeing like crazy, losing all this weight, can't figure out what's wrong with me. I don't really think anything was wrong with me, to be honest. I thought I was fine, which was probably stupid on my part. So, anyways, where am I going with this? Back to Florence, back in the church, where everything goes amazingly well. So I'm in the church, I sit through the Mass, it's wonderful, absolutely not a waste of my time at all, because that's not how I look at church at all. So, after when the, you know, the priest goes up and he gives you, you know, your little cracker, I go back, I sit down, and uh, I'm doing my little prayer, you know, count to 25 before you sit back up, and all of a sudden, on my hands, I feel like water on my hands and I look down and it's blood and I'm not just bleeding from my nose because bleeding would be the biggest understatement of life 
my nose has turned into a faucet and I'm wearing basically one of the only dress shirts that I packed which is a white dress shirt and I wore some nice you know proper jeans with no holes in them because I didn't pack my Sunday best for when I went to Italy for two months I was basically packing as light as I could so I've ruined my one dress shirt because now there's blood all over it and I'm realizing that this is not going to stop I'm it, like the blood is just pouring out and I don't know what to do I'm in the, it's in the middle of mass like what am I going to do and embarrassingly enough the gentleman who's playing the organ stops playing the organ and then he comes to me with toilet paper to give me toilet paper like in case you know everybody in the church didn't know that Satan was fucking sitting over here now the organ player has stopped ran around like a madman freaking out comes running over to me with this toilet paper and then gives it to me and then when I leave the church I'm holding this toilet paper to my face I didn't wait I waited until the end of mass actually like a fucking good Catholic that I am I sat there holding toilet paper to my face listening to a priest that I have no idea what he's saying the whole time and uh, it was lovely and then when I left there's blood all over my face. My nose has finally stopped bleeding at this point because the priest did not shut the fuck up for like a good 12 minutes after he gave up the cracker, which I don't know if you guys know a lot about church, but that's a long time to talk after you give the cracker because it's already been an hour at that point. That's why they give you the cracker to appease you for the last five minutes. But this guy, he obviously had a lot to say. Didn't shut the fuck up. So I leave the church and... I walk out of the church into like this big piazza in Florence and I walk out of church with blood all over my white shirt looking like the fucking antichrist. And I basically took that as a message from God. And he was trying to tell me that basically I was wasting my time. You have better things to do than go to church. You don't need to sit in mass. Go do the better things that you have to do with your life. Obviously, church is not for you, and it's a waste of your time, because you're not going to be a better person. You're always going to be, be the piece of shit that you are. So don't waste my time, don't waste your time, don't come to church. That's what God was telling me with that nosebleed. And since then, I have not been to church voluntarily outside of like a wedding or a funeral. Uh, yeah, since then, which is now running on, I don't know, fucking eight years, nine years. And they've been eight or nine pretty good fucking years so I think I'm doing something right so now you're probably asking yourself why is this kid talking about diabetes so the rest of my Italy trip goes perfectly fine I'm well other than the fact that I'm dropping weight like crazy and pissing like a goddamn racehorse by the end of the trip all the way down to 100 pounds I've been living with my cousins for I don't know like almost a month They've been trying to fatten me up. They've been giving me everything, you know. And I don't know if you've ever been tried to be fattened up by an Italian. Like, talk about pasta. Talk about Nutella sandwiches. Talk about, man, food on food on food on food. I thought I was going to die. And they thought I was going to die, too, because, well, for different reasons, obviously. <laughs> so anyways, I come back to Canada. You know, I go back to work. I'm exhausted all the time. Like, I'm sleeping like a crazy, like, man, people with insomnia didn't sleep as much as I sleep, actually, not insomnia, whatever the opposite of insomnia is, that's what I have, right, like, that's what I had, was the opposite of insomnia, I would pass out on the subway, 
and then I would have to pee. Basically, the only thing that was keeping me up was having to pee. I would fall asleep for an hour, wake up, pee. Fall asleep for another hour, wake up, pee. Fall asleep on the toilet, wake up, pee. That was my life. So I go to the doctor, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, what the fuck's wrong with me. He tells me I have a bladder infection. He gives me medicine for bladder infection. Another two, three weeks go by, I run, the medicine for the bladder infection is gone, and I'm still pissing like 50 liters a day and losing weight. Now I'm down to like 95 pounds. I go to see the doctor again. He's like, oh, you don't look good. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I'm fucking dying over here. You want to figure out what the fuck's going on? Basically, long story short, after about a month and a half, he finally gives me some blood work. I ended up doing a blood test with a, a blood glucose meter, and it said that my blood sugar was 42, which I thought was out of 100, so I thought it was pretty good, you know, less than 50%. Uh, turns out that it's not out of 100. Anything over 20 is, like, fucking coma levels. So I go to the hospital. For three days, they had me on an IV, bringing my blood sugar down slowly. And from then on, my shit's been relatively under control. I haven't seen 42 in a long time, which is great. Now, you're probably asking yourself, uh, I thought this was going to be positive. And you weren't going to tell us about how you almost died. This is positive because I didn't die, which is great. And the second part of not dying is the advancements, I guess, that have come from diabetes and, or not from diabetes, but, you know, through, or the advancements in diabetes management. And basically now, it's pretty wild. All my shit is managed through an app. Like, I have a glucose monitor which measures my sugar, I have an insulin pump, which gives me insulin as I need it, and there's an app, both of these things hook up to the app, and the app monitors my whole life and keeps all my shit in check, I don't even have to think about it anymore, it's wild when I think back to the days of doing calculations in my head, trying to figure out how many carbs are in this slice of bread, and all this fucking garbage, I don't have to do any of that anymore, it's such a breeze, it's, fucking life is easy, the only thing I have to do is remember to charge my phone because otherwise I'm gonna die which probably wouldn't be good on that note now that we're not dying we're gonna talk about the next part of the next segment of our discussion today I'm not gonna call it a rant I'm gonna call it a discussion because I'm gonna try and be positive today nothing but good vibes good vibes only and speaking of good vibes uh, I made an effort on this podcast or I'm making an effort as I go along to not pause and not re-record over myself, so you're gonna hear a little bit more ums, a little bit more hums and haws, and uh, you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it as I learn, because I listened back to the last one, and hearing all those pauses was way more annoying than just me hearing, saying um and shit. So, if you don't like it, fuck you. Or write me an email, T-E-A-S-T-A-K-E-S at gmail.com. Still have zero fucking messages actually that's not true as i was recording this i checked and there is one message that we are now officially on the apple podcast app which is pretty cool so you can subscribe and listen to my shit pretty much whenever you want i mean you can do that on pretty much every other podcast thing too but maybe i shouldn't say that i should boost apple you know because then if i don't boost them they're gonna fucking knock me off They'll just slowly add more sugar to my food 
that I don't know about, and then or they'll disable the app, which it's on an Apple phone, so it wouldn't be too wild for them. It'll probably take them like three days, and they'll be fucking dead. <laughs> Anyways, now that I've talked about that, we're gonna go on to the next part of our discussion today, and that is the greatest film of all time. And I know some of you are thinking, oh, what's he going to talk about? And some of you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. And that is The Fucking Lion King. Let me tell you, that movie is a cinematic masterpiece. And everybody that was involved in the creation of that film deserves all the credit, all the accolades. Like, I cannot stress how highly I feel about this movie. I actually think I can recite all of that film. I'm going to say a majority of that film, because if I say all of that film, and then I get a line wrong, then some fucking dickhole is going to point out, like, meh, 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 and that person can go fuck themselves. But I can recite the movie. It's fucking amazing. Best movie of all time. A lot of my friends have been asking me how I feel about the remake of that movie. And all I'm going to say is, first of all, if anybody involved in that film fucks it up, I will not be held responsible for my actions because I'll probably fucking snap. How can you remake a film and then fuck it up? But at the same time, I have so much confidence in Disney. Just everything they do is really fucking gold. Everything they do. I can't see or I, I don't remember a film that they did. Actually, that's not true. They did some shitty films. So, I don't really know like what my point is. My point here, I think, if I can articulate it properly, is that Disney basically just has the, the ability to print money. Everything they do, they do well. Everything is well thought out, especially lately. Like, I guess in the 90s, they were just pumping out shit and hoping that it all stuck and it all did maybe it was as well thought out back then too but now i find that even like every single character every element even their fucking easter eggs are planned out like 10 years in advance and then at the end you're like wow andy is gonna fuck the girl from monsters inc that's crazy how did they plan that out yo they fucking knew they knew from day one. Oh, boo boo's her name Andy's gonna fuck Boo from Monsters, Inc.? That's crazy. And, uh, honestly, if Disney does that, I want, like, royalties from the Andy and Boo love story. I'm not asking for a lot. Like, just a tenth of a percent, which will probably still make me rich enough that I never have to work again, which would be dope. So, yeah, that's how I feel about The Lion King. And that's how I feel about the remake, I think that they're going to do a fucking killer job, and if they don't, then, you know, I, people will probably die over this. That's how, that's how passionate I am about this film. And uh, if they fuck it up, I will record a podcast and send it to CNN, like one of those uh, serial killer videos, where the person just records themselves and then, they send it to CNN, that'll be my, my pot, it'll be a podcast, that I'll post it here for you guys all to listen to, and it'll be great, so CNN, if you're listening, keep your 
fingers crossed and maybe you'll have some interesting news to report about in you know two to three years or whenever I don't even know when the fucking remakes coming out but it's gonna be a while I'm I'm not worried about it actually I think it's like eight or nine months so because people who are getting pregnant now they're really really planning it out quite well and he has a good plan really I like if my fiance wanted to get pregnant right now I'd be like yeah this week we can watch Lion King all the time but also we could just not get pregnant and still watch Lion King all the time, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing without the pregnancy thing. And uh, lastly, I'm going to talk about your friends. And I think the dynamic of your friendship. And I'm going to make some bold, or not bold statements, but I'm going to make some blanket statements here that people aren't going to agree with. And obviously these statements, there are exceptions to the rule. But if you get your panties in a bunch about these statements, then uh, you can go fuck yourself. Or if you get your boxers or briefs in a bunch, then you can also go fuck yourself. Whichever underwear you enjoy wearing, if it gets bunched up over these statements, then you're probably a little bitch, and you should go fuck yourself. So, this past weekend, we went to a friend's house with our friend group from university. And I think when you reach a certain age, your friends that you have been your friends for, you know, 10 plus years, those are going to be your friends for life. And they're always going to have a different, it's going to be a very different dynamic with them. It's going to be more genuine and there's just a lot of love in those friend groups. Whereas the people who you meet older in life, especially friends through work and things like that, like if you meet a friend through your significant other or a friend through a friend, that friend can, you know, grow into a more, more dynamic or more loving friend, I guess. I not loving friend, that sounds fucking weird. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, the, there'll be a friend who you can rely on through thick and thin. Whereas your friends through work are more like your friends, right? They're not, they're not like your family, right? And I feel like friends that you have now that have been your friends for a long time they're your family like you you love them and basically they're going to be your friends for life unless they i don't know fuck your wife or something which would probably be a good reason to not be their friend but it would also make for a wild story and i guarantee you your other friends would love that story just putting that out there but don't fuck anyone's wife because that's not cool but it would make a cool story Anyways, I digress. So we went to a friend's house, and we uh, it was like a board game thing. We just played board games all night, and this friend, let's call him Jay, he'll be a, a, a guest on this podcast at some point. So Jay, the host, has everything ready. He's got a nice charcuterie board with, you know, assorted meats, cheeses, uh, some nuts, which I know aren't typical in a charcuterie board, but they are relevant to the story. He's got some chips. Salsa, dips, all kinds of shit. And for, like, the seven people that were there, it was plentiful amounts of food. Shout out to Jay. So, the uh, other person who is relevant in this story, I'm not going to say her name. She knows who she is, and she's probably going to tell me to fuck off after this. But she tells us that she has a sensitivity to nuts. So we're like, okay, we'll keep the nuts away from you. Then she's like, no, 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 fuck that. 
I really enjoy nuts and I like eating them. So I don't know. She's going to deal with the sensitivity as it arises. And I think some people here already know exactly where this story's going. But anyway, she eats the nuts and she starts to, you know, her throat gets a little bit itchy and we're like, yeah, that's not a, a fucking sensitivity. That sounds like an allergy and that sounds like you probably shouldn't have nuts anymore. And she kept eating them for a little bit more and then her tongue got a little bit fat and she's already has an accent. So it became quite difficult to understand her. Actually, that's not true. I'm just saying that to piss her off. So <laughs> anyway, so as the night goes on, she starts to get a little bit more and more irritated by these nuts. And to the point where like her lips have swollen up and then basically by, you know, midnight, 1230, she is, you know, getting hives and shit all over her body. And we're like, yo, let's go get you some fucking Benadryl. Like shoppers is a six and a half minute walk away. Let's just go to shoppers and we'll get you some shit. And this is the type of friend group that we have. That all of us decide, yeah, we're going to go to shoppers. We need to do this right away because it's an emergency and, you know, you could die, basically. But also, we're going to make a traveler for the road um, because that seven-minute walk would be absolutely wild if we didn't have alcohol. So we made a nice little, I don't know, fucking vodka seven for the, the walk over there. And that's the type of friends that you want to have in your life are the people who force you at 1230 to walk to shoppers to get you life-saving medication, but also need to have a drink. Well, I don't want to say need because that makes you sound like an alcoholic, but you know, you need that drink because we kind of are alcoholics when we get together. It's it, it not... It makes it sound like we have a bad influence on each other, which we probably do, but it's also a good influence, you know? It's, it's a good time every time. And you're probably thinking, like, T, what the fuck are you getting at? Like, just get to the point. And the point of the story is that as you grow older in life, the friends who you have from back in the day or the friends who you meet through genuine friendships, you know, you just meet people through other people or through you know, school or whatever, I think those are different friendships. The dynamic of that friendship will always be a little bit closer than people who you meet through work because people who you meet through work, unless you're a fucking workaholic, like, you don't spend enough time with them and you're not, or I shouldn't say, I don't know, the people who you meet when you're younger and you grow up with them you develop a relationship where you, you've grown up together or you've uh, kind of formulated who you are as a person with that other person. And I think that's important. It's important to have those types of friends so that, you know, you stay grounded in your life. Also, holy fuck, can somebody tell me why the fuck my voice memos app keeps fucking shutting down all the time? If somebody can tell me that... I will give them a shout out on this podcast like you wouldn't believe. And I'll give them the crispest high five you ever heard in your life. Like when our hands fucking meet. People across the street, they're going to hear this high five. That's how good this high five is going to be. But I don't know what it is about my voice memos app. Every time I try and pause and re-record shit, 
it fucking shuts down, it freezes, and then I end up losing like half the shit I just recorded. My last little ramble there sounds so fucked because I had to re-record it seven times. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It just sounds like fucking bullshit. I was trying to say that, you know, your friends when you're younger are important and you should try and maintain those friendships through your life. And even if you don't speak all the time, it doesn't matter because these are the types of friends who, when you hang up on them or you don't talk to them for whatever, a month, a week, when you see them again, it's like you didn't even miss a beat. Like you just see them again and it's like everything comes back into place and you start talking like it was just yesterday that you were talking and you fucking ramble for hours and hours and it feels like five minutes and you realize why this person's in your life and how important they are. And on that note, uh, I'm out. I gotta shout out a couple people. Shout out to Cash. Thanks for listening. And shout out to my sister. Thanks for interrupting me at least three times as I was recording this. So that's the podcast. Uh, please let me know what you want me to talk about next week. I'll be back again. Email T-E-A-S-T-A-K-E-S at gmail.com. Come on, hit me up. Bye.